the biggest force operating on us on a day-to-day -day basis is the force of peer pressure. We don't usually imagine this to be the case because we don't notice it. Most of us don't notice it. We tend to have more awareness of this, even though that still might not be an awful lot of awareness. When we're younger, when we're trying to fit in to school, that obviously is when the peer pressure is more intense because kids are more direct and less um, veiled than adults. As adults, we are usually apply peer pressure in, a, in an indirect way, but it's no less effective for being indirect. The reason we don't notice it so much as adults is, of course, because we've already been pressured. We've already fitted into the mould that we're supposed to fit in. And this being the case, there's no need for any more correction. So in other words, we've learned the rules without realising that we've learned the rules. Because if we knew we were following rules, that would be a different thing altogether. So being moulded by peer pressure and operating according to the unspoken social rules is an unconscious thing. We haven't a clue that we're doing it. So what's basically happening is that we're obeying the implicit rules successfully and because we are obeying them successfully we don't get the negative peer pressure. It is of course still true that we get positive peer pressure. And positive peer pressure keeps us on our toes and it keep, it's motivating, it keeps us, um, it's something we like to get. As Anthony de Mello says, we're addicted to approval. And that's quite a serious statement. We all like to be approved of. It feels good. That's perfectly natural. But to say that we are addicted to approval, it's a different kettle of fish. It means there's no freedom in it for us. We have to get the approval or we'll feel very, very bad. We'll feel terrible. And if we, not getting the approval is functionally equivalent to disapproval. So, in everyday life, as adults, there's still peer pressure, and the peer pressure manifests in terms of these little um, nuances of approval versus disapproval. And it could be no more than the tone in someone's voice. It could be something very subtle. What we're really addicted to 
if we were to chase this down one stage further and see what this approval business means. So what we're really addicted to is being told how to be. And this is a very grave addiction indeed. Because it means we have no autonomy, no self-determination. So saying that we're addicted to approval just as we would be or might be addicted to heroin, as Anthony DeMello says, is another way of saying that we are totally addicted to being told who we are and what our lives should be about. It's not immediately obvious, but obviously if our money is on being approved, then that's going to adjust our behaviours and our our outlook, our cognitions in favour of what the template is. So all of this is very mechanical stuff, super mechanical stuff. And as such it's very very easy to understand. What could be easier to understand than mechanics? It's all very obvious. So what's happening here is that there exist templates for human beings. How to be, how to behave, how to react, what our opinions or beliefs should be. There's a total template for it. It may not be written anywhere down, written down anywhere that we can see, but that template exists all the same. And it exists in the form of invisible coding which is to say, implicit rules. If it were to be the case that we weren't lacking in autonomy, then we wouldn't need this. But it's kind of not an exaggeration to say that society gaslights us so that we don't believe we know ourselves and we have to be told by the great authority that is all around us. And what we have to be told is just about everything. All of our opinions, all of our ideas about the world come from this external authority. Very few of us come up with our own notions about what's it all, what it is all about, even though we might imagine that we do. All the basic building blocks are provided for us and we can reassemble them and imagine that we are creating our own picture of things, but we're not because the building blocks have been supplied for us. When we state it as bluntly as this, it sounds horrible. It's obviously a terrible state of affairs to be totally controlled and determined by a mechanical process. A mechanical process in which templates for who, we, who are we supposed to be, templates which we will never admit to. The vast um, majority of us have no idea that these templates exist. It's not something that we consider very much, but they do. And the idea that we are, there's forces acting on us all the time, trying to get us to approximate as accurately as possible the templates 
keeping us busy trying to fit in and that and that um, pressure comes as I started up out by saying in the form of negative and positive peer pressure so we all do the work of the machine we all do our work do the work that's needed to enact the templates and get everyone to fit in with the templates quite obligingly without focusing on what we're doing we all lend ourselves to that mechanical we make ourselves into slaves for that mechanical process So just as we are coerced to be a particular way, we coerce others and we, none of us really know that this is going on. And that leads us on to consider a subtler kind of manifestation of peer pressure. Because we might, as I was saying as adults, say, well, I'm a grown-up person now. There's no one putting peer pressure on me. And so we have this feeling of autonomy that, generally speaking, isn't actually the case. And this is because of the subtler form of peer pressure, which is where we take on the ideas or ideals or templates that are floating around in society. We internalize them and then we bully ourselves to try to be like that. And we, again, we never notice this happening. If I'm criticising myself or being down on myself, I'm too caught up in the, in this claustrophobic situation where I'm leaning on myself so heavily, there isn't enough space left for me to reflect on what's going on. I certainly don't see it to be the case that I'm enacting the mechanical tendency of society upon myself, obligingly a willing servant, a willing slave of the machine. I just think that I'm a terrible person or that I did a bad thing or that I shouldn't be like that. I just feel shame and the pain of the, the, the predicament of being continuously self-critical. I just see this as being my own fault in other words that I'm not able to approximate and I never examine why I should want to approximate the ideals or what it would actually mean if I were able to successfully approximate the ideal or the template. All I know is that if I could then everything would be right and I'd feel good about myself. So there's no philosophical inquiry into this process at all. If we did start to have some philosophical inquiry going on, there's no way that we could live with it. There's no way that this situation could continue. In order for the mechanical process of self-criticism, which can escalate to or go to the point of pure self-hatred, to operate, I've got to take it at face value and I mustn't ever look more deeply into it to see what is actually happening. Which is that there are these totally arbitrary ideas of how we should be that are floating around, that are, have currency in society, 
that I have passively brought into and then which I am punishing myself for not being able to successfully obey. <laughs>